Hi, I'm Britton LaRue, and this is Moon to Moon. Moon to Moon is a space to consider, celebrate, and share the ways we come home to ourselves, anchor through change, and uncover our power. One month, one phase, one loving step at a time. Dear Moon to Moon, it's Britain, and I'm sitting here. The moon is just in Gemini, waxing towards the full moon next weekend. Venus has just entered Aquarius. I feel it. Venus is headed towards Pluto as we speak. I feel it. There's so much magic fucking happening and it's activating. This magic is activating. This magic is activating. This magic is activating. And I'm inviting you to feel into how this is showing up in your lives and inviting you to feel into what is getting activated in you right now, what is showing up in your life as activating, and inviting you to see this as really powerful medicine. It is snake medicine. It is helping you let something die that's really wanting to die right now. About the way that you relate to other people that is not helping your relationships and is not supporting you. And it's simply ready to go, actually. It's so, so, so ready. It is just like, I'm activating you so that you notice me on my deathbed. I'm trying to depart. Send me some love. Because <laughs> this pattern is going. And because we're dealing with Pluto here, the things that show up were the things that are under the surface. And we're like, ah! Yeah, creepy crawlies. Ah, scary stuff. I didn't know you were there. And this this medicine is revealing something that has been out of view and is becoming transparent. It's becoming visible. It is coming to the surface and it's meant to be cleared. And often what this can look like is the specter of what we fear, the specter released from our activation onto other people. 
So it feels like the other person is to blame or it feels like the other person is the problem. It feels like, you know, it's because of you. And what I have found to be true is these these projections will implode our relationships from the inside out. They're gonna, it's gonna come. The question is, who am I when it comes in my relationships? What kind of person do I want to be when this type of stuff comes up? Whether I'm being projected upon and seeing as the bad guy, or whether I'm projecting on other people that they're thinking this about me, that they're judging me about this, that they're labeling me about this, that um, that I'm the problem, that they're the problem, is really what I meant. <laughs> if ever you find yourself presuming these things, it's like ding, 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 noticing practice says, I'm noticing that I'm thinking that I think it's their fault. I'm noticing that I'm thinking that they're thinking something about me. And um, it's not that the projections are bad. Bad, bad, bad. You know, it's not that the projections are bad as much as like it just happens. So let's just unshame that we're all, we all project all the time and we're always being projected on. The question is, are we naming it? Are we speaking generously with one another? Um, are we giving one another space to be humans? And giving one another a chance to say, hey, can you tell me what's really going on? Or like, I'm kind of feeling this. Can we talk about it? Tell me how, tell me what's going on. Which you can do with your inner children, you know. And this, this is very Venus-Pluto, you know? I and mean, we don't get Venus conjunct Pluto every year. It's more like every year and a half-ish, maybe more, a little more. And then we just had Mars-Pluto Pluto earlier this week. That's every two years. It doesn't get more fiery than that. But... Venus is here to help us connect, connect to each other, to turn towards each other, to turn towards what we want. Venus is helping us not run away when these things happen, not leave the chat when these things happen, not quit before someone can quit you. helps us stay and hold through the discomfort of like, what's going on here? And if we shame ourselves for having projections or we shame someone else for having projections, like there's supposed to be some kind of divine entity that's not in a human body, 
because we're all we're all divine, but we're in bodies, and in these human bodies, we project. <laughs> and so, allowing for the possibility that oh, it's okay that you you we just got snagged in the projection field. That's okay, but let's talk about it. Like, what's going on? Like, what am I afraid of? What, what am I, where am I feeling potentially resentful? Where am I feeling angry? Where am I seething? And I'm just not allowing myself to notice it. And like, this is some real mature relating. Like, this is mature relating. Mature relating isn't a fantasy place where no one ever projects, you know? Because <laughs> that's just like, I don't know that that's a thing. I think you just get so skilled at noticing that it's happening because you don't shame yourself for having them. That you're just like, oh, <clears throat> I'm feeling that being here. Okay, cool. Now's, now's when I go in and talk to the person or I talk to myself, depending on where it's coming from. And we just clear this. And that's for the people that you are like relating to, like they're in your life and you do things with them and you create things with them and you share food with them. Like they're a part of your life, like to be in these relationships, we regularly have to go through these spirals to rebirth the relationship by clearing what comes up to the surface in these types of times. If we can't stay with them, then we will swallow them. We will begin to quit on the relationship. You know, we just will. We'll start to quit it, whether directly or just like quietly, potentially for years and years and years. We will just start to not not feel safe there. But it's not just that the other person makes us unsafe because that's not taking full responsibility. That part of it may just be that we don't feel safe inside of working through (coughs) projections. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous that I'm sick, y'all. I can feel it beginning and I'm just like, um, no. Uh, I don't think you understand. I'm in the middle of promos, so that's not allowed. (laughs) Oh man, it is going to be humbling if I am sick in the next week because I didn't close on projection. I'm going to come back there, but let me just finish this thought Uh, straight out of the gates. The big announcement you may have seen in Instagram and on... um, on uh, my newsletter or um, on the website that I moved the early bird deadline to the magician of the magician for the magician's table to not no longer this Sunday the 18th to the next Sunday the 25th so it'll be full moon weekend so we can have another week to ripen and have more spaciousness I want to go back to that but now I got to close projections so you know, being in the field that I am, 
so much of what astrologers talk can speak to collectively. Yes, you can tap into the energy energetically, but you're also just seeing it reflected back to you through the people in your life and to things that come up in your life, including your clients and your students and your mentees and your support team and your children and your loved ones and everyone else that you encounter in this whole world and your ecosystems. And, um, one of the many examples, this is not the only example is I have this hater in, um, Instagram and I thought I had blocked this account. And like today I had two different, just nasty comments. I mean, they're, they're actually kind of hilarious, um, because it's so obvious that this person is projecting onto me all of their own shame. And it's, it hurts my heart, honestly, because I feel their pain. Like I feel their pain. I feel the pain of their shame and their self-loathing and what a problem I am to them. Like I am such a problem to them. Like I activate these wells of seething rage and self-loathing and hatred of capitalism and people participating in the marketplace in ways that confuse them. Um, Because how can one possibly, right? How can one possibly have a creative relationship to promotion unless they're evil, you know? And I really feel that that anger and um, I also have to delete that kind of comment and block the person because like, no, I, 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 this is not a space where that's invited, you know, like I'm not obligated to engage with you or let you in, you know, <clears throat> such a, such a strange, um, experience and, um, like, whoa, this person is like really kicked into their, their deep stuff. And something about me is like, uh, the catalyst for their underworld experience with themselves. You know what I mean? It's really, it's really not about me at all. I just like, I like it through the projection field activated all. And, you know, my job is just to be like, wishing you all the best and goodbye. Yeah. So how are you? How are you? How are you? If it feels yummy, inviting you to take some deep breaths, maybe put a hand on your heart and check in with how you're doing. This is a wild time. Within a single hour, within a span of 10 minutes, I feel like I'm able to tap into this exciting world building momentum that is here. And also just like the, the 
the heartbreak and the confusion and the overwhelm of what we're being like ripped into. And uh, that's a lot, we humans, we humans here on on the planet today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, it's like, the awareness of the genocide and the harm and the pain is so available to feel and to see. And it's so rough. It's so rough, especially to to sit with the fact that it's always been there, like, um, plot the the plot twist is that it's always been there, um, not that it's here now. And to have the capacity, the fact that we have the capacity to see it and hold with it, that's what's different, and that actually is part of this like burgeoning something that feels like, yeah, I want to be, I want to be part of that. <laughs> Uh, yes, please. All all of us feeling this? Yes, yes, yes. And it's it's a lot. It's a lot. And everybody's bodies are having their own experience of this. And you know, it's it's projection to expect someone to hold it the way you do, you know? I mean, that's part of the projection field too is putting pressure on someone to be the way you are right now, you know? That's in projection. Even if what you want for them you think is good for the world, the push to do that at the risk of being a bad person is still activating the old binary that we are letting go, you know? Yeah. Okay, so that was some of my like opening speech about the astrology mood. Um, now I'm going to move into, uh, oh yes, the astrology is part of why I changed the date. I was thinking about the moon and giving, having a little more time to get full. I was feeling into my body and my body was feeling like, ah, I just wish I had more time. Like, ah, I don't like that you know, it's, it's closing so soon. I wish I had more, you know, and I was feeling into my guides, like giving me all these cards, telling me basically like you, who you run your own business. So PS, all you have to do is change the date. Like nobody's making you do this. (laughs) Plus I was getting all these notes from people. Like I'm thinking about it. I just like need to sit with it. And it's like, there is no reason for me to push people to ram this through in this plutonic energy, you know? Like, this is just unnecessary. Like, Magician's Table doesn't even start till March 23rd. So, hooray. And, I mean, instantly, it was so softening, so opening. I suddenly was, like, having a million visions, like so many creative ideas were coming in and like, oh, and we're going to do this and we could do this. And like, it just suddenly became this totally new space to play in 
because I gave myself more space. And I'm sharing that for anyone out there who also kind of has these opportunities to make a shift and then watch what happens when you listen to your body and you give it what it wants when you can't. You can't always shift a deadline, but this was an easy yes and it's just felt so good. So what's ironic about that is that once that open energy came in, we've just been getting a slew of applications and I'm getting all of these people telling me like they're working on getting it in in the next few days. It's almost like that opening created more like generating uh, magnetic energy than what had been there. You know what I mean? So really exciting. For all of you listening, it really is time to um, to be in that final phase of listening, you know, um, it's a it's a big choice. I know this. I know that it's as scary to say yes as, as it is to say no in many cases. So what my goal is is just to offer as much as I can for you to feel into um, and to gobble up so that you feel like you had everything you could possibly need to come into this yes or no. And have that feeling of it really being a choice, you know, because it's not fun when things don't like feel like choices, which is another great reason for moving the deadline. It's just, it gives you more space to feel like you've come to a choice. Because... You know, what the magicians feel when they get through is they get these emails where just there's like weeping. There's just this sense of liberation. There's this so much sense of excitement and, and optimism just to get on the other side of it, you know? And it's terrifying to get to the other side. But then once you do, it's just like, fuck it, you know? Fuck it, I'm here. Yes, yes, yes. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this with myself. You know? It's really beautiful. The post, the post inside notes that I get. Thank you for those who are listening who have sent them. So, yeah, we, me and the 13th readers are, we're now in that phase where we're talking kind of all day long. And um, this, this group is just like, these are bone beings. You know, I saw that bone broth vision back in December. I think you may have heard me talk about this in another episode, but we are calling our chat bone broth (coughs) inspired by broth, you know, that it, um, it's this deep, deep nourishment, deep, deep nourishment from like a bone place, like a deep, deep place. This deep nourishment that just like, it just feels so fortifying and it's gentle and loving, soothing. And I just love this idea of like this broth energy just coming in to support the magicians because it's a big fucking deal what you're doing when you come here. I know it is. I know it is. 
I know it is. It's a big fucking deal. It is no small thing. So a couple announcements on that. One of the things that's been coming through is I thought I was going to do office hours every other week, but I'm thinking I want to do them every week. So Magician's Table is going to have a one hour office hours with me every week because, you know, bone broth. And it's totally optional. There's just more opportunities than for my door to be open for when it feels like a yes for you because most Tuesdays you won't feel like going, you know, probably. I don't know. Some people may go all the time. Some people will never go. And I'm going to rotate the times each week so that they match the two, the Wednesday meetup. So my nine, my one, my five, like on, on rotation week to week, because presumably if you can go to a 5 PM on Wednesday, 5 PM will be doable for you Tuesday. Some, some, or most of the time. So everybody should be able to go because we now have people in Europe and we have someone from Australia. So we're starting to spread out over the world for the 2024 group. We have, we have magicians who English is not their first language, which is like always so exciting to me. Um, there's just a lot of diversity in this group. People coming in all doing very different things with very different levels of experience with what they do. But what they're coming for is a similar thing. You know something is trying to come through you. You know it. And you're scared because it's going to be a lot to hold all that beauty, all that power, the magnificence of your gift, the weirdness of your gift because it's so unique, because it's so you, you know, and there's something wild about that to go out of template, to get so far out of the standardized template because you're not here to be a standardized template. That's just not going to be who you are in this lifetime. And so this is a space for you to get messy and to get gnarly with other people who are all doing the same thing. So nobody has to pretend like they already know what they're doing. Witnessing one another and receiving the gifts of these different individuals as you're giving to these individuals from that channel place. And that is like primo opportunity that I wish I had had. Um, and then I've come to this realization through the Unshaming the Signs project that I'm really into like research and development offerings because this whole Unshaming the Signs has been an R&D project. Like I've always known it's a one-year thing that I do it this way and then I'm going to turn it into something else. I just don't know what it will be. I mean, I'm starting to know what it'll be, but this project is coming to a close and I first shared about it with my astrology class, the now composted Astrology as Praxis. And it was so 
edgy for me to be sharing this weird thing with them, you know, and, and I got feedback and people shared like their thoughts, like what came up for them. And then I took off with it, you know? (coughs) So I have, I have several workshops that want to be born through me and it feels very like, oh, like seeding the year this year was R and D, you know, like the, it was priced as R and D so that the next time I do it, I understand what I have. And then I price it differently. So I have several workshops that all want to be born. And I'm realizing that if I do it like an R&D workshop, you know, it's like, it's a way I can signal to the world, like, this is a lower cost offering because I'm going to be in like a workshoppy kind of mode. And I like the way that that allows for need a signal to the community when things are lower priced, you know, because then the next time I do them and I understand what they are, then I can price it based on what I think it is. Um, but when I'm R and D, I don't really know what it is until I do it, you know? So what I want to do is that in the spring, I have a workshop, um, called (laughs) from underdog to diva, (laughs) Um, that I want to do, I, it may just only do it for the magicians or I'll do it publicly, but the magicians get it for free. Um, <clears throat> and the basis of it is how to work through growth and what comes up when you get a lot of projection and people don't like seeing you grow. Um, there's and like how to work with the projection of you thinking that you're better than people when you're just growing, (laughs) like you're just getting stronger. You're just getting more clear. You're just getting more boundaried. You're just getting more potent. You're not a diva, but maybe you are. Let's unshame it. You know what I mean? And, um, this came from out of Jonathan Coe's mouth in a reading with them when I was talking about working with projections And feeling like people were mad at me who had been my clients at the beginning. And they don't like who I am now. Like they do not like these prices or they don't like me showing my face. They don't like that I have a support team. And just like what the kinds of things that um, come up for me where I feel sad, you know. Um, And Jonathan was like... um, referring to the underdog phase and the diva phase and they were like but I always knew you were a diva when you were an underdog and I know you're an underdog now that you're a diva (laughs) and like to me the inside joke of the title is that you're always you're always both because it's totally relative an underdog to one person is not an underdog to somebody else so these these this framework is relative and I think what I want to teach I just I just think it would be really, really helpful with people working through growth and fearing that everyone's going to be mad at them, you know? Like, you know it's for you if you just were like, yeah, I need that. But if it's not for you, it's not for you, right? So anyway, point is, I had this fun idea to um, make this something that I do with the magicians. Um, So that's on the calendar now. Okay, this is a super long intro um, to a conversation that is really important 
Um, it's really, really important. Um, I just realized that I, I didn't bring the bios in front of me. So what I will do is just invite you, listener, to go to the the like template for the bios in the show notes. And each of these magicians is going to introduce themselves. So you'll be able to hear their bios as they speak as well. But the conversation is really, really important. In fact, I feel like this is like core teaching of mine and it is one of the most important things that I want people to understand who are emerging into their mystical abilities at whatever level of experience. And the phrasing is not mine. It's from one of the magicians who is in the conversation. So you'll hear that. But the, the topic is my modality is me. And this relates to this, um, like we're all, we all start with like falling in love with a modality, like astrology or the tarot or breath work or yoga or psychic development, whatever it is. And then pretty much like everyone that comes into my spaces, it's a multi-modality deal. Like I don't have a lot of people who are singular modality. That's just kind of, I think, what I attract with my Jupiter and Gemini and my own kind of like weirdness around like, what even am I? Like, am I an astrologer? Because I do all these other things too. Like, I don't, what do we, what do astrologers even do? Like, I'm not even clear. I just know what I do, you know? Um, And like the realization that Carly had one day, like, and she spoke this into the Wednesday space within her vocalization, my modality is me. And it was just like, yes, that, that's the thing. And this is a funny thing. Like what I pulled a card for like, what is at the heart of it? What is at the heart of this conversation? And I got Knight of Cups, which in the Thoth deck has the knight kind of turned a little bit uh, away from us, going at a diagonal angle on a horse, holding the grail up. And like what it is, is like we may think that um, that it's like the horse is taking us there, you know? Like the modality is the horse, but we're the knight, like riding you know, and like, we'll think that if we could just do astrology right enough, if we could just be good enough at knowing what all the cards mean, then we'd be a good reader, you know. And I, don't get me wrong, believe in deep, deep, deep dedication and devotion to your modality and your craft. And I almost don't need to say that because People don't come into my space who aren't in deep, deep, deep reverence with their modalities. Like, reverence. (coughs) But ultimately, the healing and transformation that takes place in these spaces is how these modalities are moving through you. How you're writing them. And then the offering comes like through your hand, like the grail knight, you know, 
It's like, I'm, this is my offering and I'm being held by, I'm being held by my modalities and the spirits of the modalities and my spirit team too. And the planets and all the support there is everywhere. <clears throat> and it is moving through, through me, the magician, the one with the wand who channels. And this can be kind of a, a headbuster, you know, for the logical brain and the ego. And then we go into this shame space of like, but who am I? Like, what, how, why do I get to be so special or something like this? You know, but it's like, well, special, not special. I mean, everybody's has the capacity to share their wild, weird, amazing gifts. Uh, when we when we dedicate ourselves to practicing and getting really funky with it <clears throat> so it's deeply damn special because we're each so damn special and like we don't need to get carried away with that because that's what we're seeing reflected all around us around the table is the specialness of each individual person so that just like naturally happens in this very Leo Aquarius axis way. Each of the magicians in this conversation, and there are five of them, they each bring such a different frequency and such a different set of amazing words and profound wisdom and personal testimony that will really just take your breath away. Like take your breath away testimony. So I'm inviting you to behold each of these magicians and um, witness and celebrate them. And the, the incredible testimony that they share here, it's a vulnerable thing to get on a podcast. And they agreed to come to tell you about this experience. This is their testimony. This is their testimony. This is their testimony. Thank y'all so much. Thank you so much, Lisa. Thank you so much, Alex. Thank you so much, Carly. Thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you so much, Stacia. It is my honor to see and celebrate you and receive your testimony and be part of this testimony. I admire you so much. And now... I'm handing it off. Welcome to Moon to Moon, everyone. Thank you so much for being with me here today. So I've got, let's see, five magicians here from Past Magicians Table. And um, we're here to talk about a theme that came forward in last year's Magicians Table. My modality is me, which was an incredibly evocative phrasing that came from Carly, who's here today. Um, 
who spoke this into the space uh, as part of her vocalization in one of our Wednesday meetups. I feel this to be really tapping at something really potent that comes through the magician's table frequency. Um, and like a, it's a kind of spell that I find um, very clearing for me personally. Um, so thank you, Carly, and thank y'all for being here to talk about what this phrasing means to you. So let's go around in a circle. Um, please introduce yourself, say your name, your pronouns, um, when you were in the magician's table. And what I'd love to hear from you in this first round is something about the vision you had for like, what modality am I gonna practice? Like, this is the modality I'm gonna be doing or a combo of modalities. And how did that shift perhaps, if it did across our time together? And then what do you find yourself now to be exploring and playing with in terms of what we can call a modality? Um, so thank you, Lisa, for going first. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm Lisa Quigley, uh, she, her. And I was in the magician's table last year, so spring 2023. And gosh, it's so funny to think back to myself at that time and making the decision to join. Like I knew is even before you were promoing it that I was planning on uh, joining, like as soon as you announced it, opened it, or at least like putting an application. Um, I wanted to, I was, I've always been talking about, or I've been talking about creativity and the connections between mysticism and creativity. So I knew I wanted to workshop some of my modalities through that lens. And I was thinking at the time it would be tarot, which is something that I have a personal practice with and, um, and then maybe Akashic records. And I was just kind of open to playing with all of that. Um, and then through the process of being in the magician's table and then some revelations and realizations and transformations and emergences that came through during that time. Since then, I've gotten a quantum hypnosis certification and a human design certification. And I'm still talking about a lot of stuff um, or working with these modalities through the lens of the creative process and creativity and the convergence of creativity and mysticism. But um, now it's like a whole lot. I also did a, a psychic mentorship last fall and a mediumship mentorship. So it's like all these additional depths and additional modalities opened up since then. And I'm still in an emergence place with figuring out how I want to combine all of these. It was just like, it became very clear that, um, I, I just was one day I woke up, I was like, I need to get a hypnosis certification <laughs> just like started looking for one. Um, and yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. Thank you. Hi, everybody. My name is Alex Lai. I use he, they pronouns, and I am a psychic reader, energy healer, and medical intuitive. Um, so when I joined TMT last spring, I was in the evening cohort. 
the modality that I really wanted to develop more was my psychic reading. I think, you know, in a psychic reading session, a lot of different skills that uh, can come up that you don't always use for every single person. So what was really nice about Magician's Table was that seeing someone new every week, I got to, you know, practice, like, is this week more related to relationship reading? Is this week more related to something past life? Um, throughout the course of TMT, I did get my third Reiki attunement, and I also got certified in something called integrated energy therapy, which allowed me towards like the end, I started offering that uh, in my exchange sessions. Uh, it's interesting in the time since TMT, I feel like my modality hasn't changed much really, but I feel so much more anchored in knowing when to use a certain skill or certain tool in a reading or in a session as as I did you know before I started I think uh, my 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 professional background is that I'm a registered nurse so sometimes my sessions do uh, gravitate naturally towards more of like a health body type of focus and I think having that background helps me not shy away from talking about a lot of those things with people. I know um, it can often feel like health and wellness is a little bit of like a taboo space if you don't have background knowledge, if you don't have, you know, certifications, degrees, whatever it may be. But I think having that uh, background and then being able to develop that a little more in combination with my psychic skills was really helpful. Um, and I was only able to do that through TMT. It's interesting, um, as soon as like we wrapped at the end of June, I kind of took a step back from really pushing a lot of the services um, that I was offering. But what happens typically is, you know, as you take a step back and think like, okay, what's really right, right for me, you know, um, I got approached by one of my Reiki teachers to actually facilitate a medical intuition course. So that's a little bit of a newer identity for me, stepping into like course facilitator and teacher. But um, that's been a nice uh, development that I think really came through by having my voice and my modality developed through my experience with TMT. Hey everyone, my name's Carly Grice. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I am a teacher by trade with a background in yoga therapy and uh, mindfulness meditation um, teacher training that I am now using um, as I work with children as a mindfulness support person, um, helping kids who have challenges with things like emotional regulation um, and through somatic awareness practices. Um, I went back to the application. I found that in the email and I, I wrote, I crave being in community with magical allies. And my dream is to settle more deeply into who I truly am 
to gain clarity on what gifts I have to offer and to be able to share them easily without feeling energetically drained. Um, and I also went back and listened to our first meetup and what I was expressing I would use as a modality, I thought would be oracle cards. Um, turns out I didn't use them once. <laughs> um, and very, very quickly, I began to realize that the harder I tried to define a modality and the more constriction I placed on this idea, the more expansive it became and the more channels just started opening up. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> I forget what other question. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. Um, my name is Nicole, and pronouns are she, they. And uh, how would I describe myself? Like, I think today I'm feeling really tender. Um, like, tears are close to the surface. And I would say today I'm a cyclical being, you know, and today coming with this tenderness and really having to stay close to my heart and speak from that place today. Um, I'm a mother. I really feel like I'm identifying at this moment as the granddaughter of all my ancestors. Um, I'm someone who gives offerings to the water every day, who speaks to the elemental beings and is in deep service to great mystery and is a deep devotee to Venus. Um, and I'm realizing that those are the threads that weave through whatever I might do. Those are the, the core things. And so when I came to the magician's table, there was this real, there was an excitement. There was a sense of fuck it, I'm going to just like push boundaries and like really bring my full self. And there was also this deep call to heal my mother line. Um, so ancestral work. And this was all dictated by Pluto being in my fourth house with my IC, this underworld, this ancestral healing. And I had been working with my mother line for a long time. And so I'm realizing that coming to the magician's table and wanting to offer oracular work and offer seership work specifically through the lineage of the Pythia, who are the serpent priestesses who connect through our wombs into the earth and into the celestial realm and bring forth utterance that that is one of the lineages I carry through my mother line. And that's what I wanted to bring to the magician's table. And that is what I brought to the magician's table. And what I realized was that I will always do those things and be that, but that was a very specific time and like space where I was healing my mother line by doing something that my cellular body told me I was going to be killed for, <laughs> like that I was going to die, but instead to have enough health and wellness in my system to know that that wasn't the case and to be able to be held in a container where people were actually really hungry for my seership, hungry for this oracular nature. 
um, my time in the magician's table today, the, the thread I'm tuning into is that tenderness of it really being the invitation for me to bring complete healing to that motherline lineage where now it doesn't feel scary for me to offer from this oracular channel and from my steership. It feels like I'm now being able to shift into this like Pluto and Aquarius energy where it's like, I have all of these threads. I've healed a lot of ancestral wounds and now I can weave like in this distinct way of who I am. And so how that's manifesting at this moment is deeper work with the ancestral realm, ancestral healing sessions, as well as working with my hands. And uh, I have a deep desire to be as weird as possible. And so like, it's, it's what nourishes me. And so I have things that are percolating that bring together a lot of my ancestral mixed race lineage that I'm not ready to speak about yet because I don't yet have words for them. Um, but they just bring me so much joy because uh, it's new and it's weird and it's funky and it's alive. And so, yeah, that's what I'll say uh, for this present moment. Hi, everybody. My name is Stacia. My pronouns are she, her. Um, I'm a gardener. <laughs> you all are so beautifully magically talented and this is how I showed up on my first day at the magician's table last year I was in it um in 2023 um I was drawn to the magician's table the moment uh Britain started talking about it two years prior uh and there was a part of me who wanted to be a part of it so badly. It just took the name Magician's Table. Like I wanted to sit at that table. I wanted to do whatever I needed to do to be able to be someone who sat at something called the Magician's Table. And um, and I was like all in, except when you said it's for readers. Like I don't read anything. I'm a gardener. You know, I plant. I plant tens of thousands of plugs of little baby plants every spring into native meadows. That's what I do. I don't read anything. But there was something in me who, who just needed to sit at that table. And um, when it came around again last year, I was still just a gardener. I wasn't reading anything. And I knew I needed to do it. And I wanted to be someone who did it. And so I just I signed up, you know, I put the application in not having any idea. I mean, I was starting to pull tarot cards maybe eight months before. And I was learning about astrology in Britain and Jonathan's practice container. But I had no skills um, when it came to reading anything <laughs> except my plant list and color palettes. Um but damn it, something just kept pulling me toward that table. So um, I showed up the first meetup, like not even knowing what I was doing, not even knowing what to call myself, not knowing what was going to show up. Um, 
I just knew that I wanted to do what it took to sit at a table like that. I have a lot of emotion about it because I did. I sat at that table and I showed up and I still don't even know what came through me. I have no idea. Um, I didn't read anything. But what started to happen when um, I was coming toward the first meetup, when I knew I would have to do something, a friend of mine who had been in TMT before said, you just got to make it fun. And because you need to be able to look forward to it. This, this happens during a very busy time of year for me. And I, and, and I kept trying to figure it out. Like, what am I going to do? What am I going to say? What am I going to? And she said to make it fun. And one day in the car, I was thinking about that, make it fun. And I thought of a couple of things that I do for myself that involve going to the earth and um, providing it's not providing it's like stepping through some kind of blessing some kind of prayer some kind of offering and i used to do this for myself all the time and i learned from um a shaman i used to work with this idea of uh, a sand painting and offering uh offering something to the earth of myself and so i thought well i could try that and uh the first time i met with somebody I was so scared. I was so scared. So scared. And I got off the phone and I said, well, let's go try it out. And I did. And um, it was magical. Um, I had so much fun. I made something beautiful. And then I sat and talked about what I had done. And that was my offering. Um, offering something to the earth, listening to people, um, thinking about what that might mean in my body, seeing how it might feel in my body, and then going to the earth somewhere on my land that I felt called for, called to, and with sticks and stones and rocks and flowers and shells and anything that I could find on the earth, I would create an offering for that person. And then I sat and I took pictures and then I would sit and talk to that person about my process. And that's what I offer. And that's what I offered. And the first time uh, we met up after my first session with my first partner, uh, I heard how it landed with this fellow magician, and it absolutely blew me away. Like, I like, what do you mean? That's how it felt to you? Like, that's what? Like, I couldn't. I couldn't even. I still can't comprehend what I do and what I did how it landed for that other person. And week after week after week, 12 freaking weeks in a row, I listened to how this stuff landed for people. And I was amazed. I still am amazed. Um, so I don't even know what I do. I don't know what I call it. I still don't have a name. <laughs> and I, um, and something in me said, I, I, something in me said, I, I need to show up for this podcast to say these things. Um, and I want to be the type of person who can show up to do something like this and say something like I just said, and I really don't even know what it is. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think that's what I got this this round. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs>
<laughs> I'm so glad you came, Stacia. I'm so glad you all came today. What stories. <sighs> There's something so magical about testimony. So, yeah, I think what I'd like to hear now is just would love you all to feel free to spread out and expand into, um, you saw a list of topics for podcasts and this was the one that you were drawn to, um, my modality is me. And I would love for you to just riff on what lit you up about this conversation topic and what does it say to you? What does it mean to you today? Of course, in any moment, it will mean something a little bit different. But in this little moment that we have here together, what does it feel like to you? Wow. <clears throat> um, what it feels like to me right now I really relate in so many ways to what Stacia was just saying because <clears throat> um, when I first, right, I think it was around the end of 2019, 2020, when I first started to feel like a really intense call to start sharing publicly, reading something, <laughs> um, doing some sort of witchy magical psychic work but it was such a weird um and uh, like frustrating feeling at times because I didn't know what it was I was feeling compelled to do or say or share I you know, I was actively studying tarot. So at the time I was like, well, maybe I'm, you know, I'm, I should read tarot or maybe I'm being called to read tarot. And even at that time, as I was studying it and it was um, where a lot of my energy was being poured into, it wasn't specifically what I felt like I was being called toward. It was like, maybe that's a part of it or, you know, and I just kind of kept reading and pulling cards and studying and I was reading other kind of in you know related or or books in the mystic witchy field and um this went on for like I mean from that time up until when I joined the magi magician's table and that was like a big reason why I joined the magician's table because I was like this has been like three years of me just kind of being pulled toward this call that I don't even know what it is. <laughs> it's like this weird, very like moon card in the tarot feeling of like, it felt like very um, deep and ancient and transformative and powerful. And also completely like, like, like being in the ocean where you like can sort of start to see it. And then it's like, seems like it's something else and then it's like what what is this and I just was like I just don't want to do this by myself in my journal anymore I just want to have people that get it and at least like a space to to 
reflect this and talk about it and share about it. And um, even still, you know, this is after the magician's table. I don't exactly even know what my modality is. I, I, I have a lot of, I feel like, um, and I, I think this is why I felt so resonant when Carly said that in one of our meetups, that my modality is me and also why I wanted to talk about it in, in this or join this conversation is because I feel like I am the, the I am the, I am the frequency. I am the, the prism and the light or whatever is coming through me as the prism, the, the transmissions, the, the, the messages, whatever. And it's specifically how it's coming through me and how I'm choosing to say things and share with people doesn't to the point where it doesn't even like matter what modality I happen to be using at the time. If that makes any sense at all, it just feels like, you know, this is the, the, the modalities quote unquote, things like the hypnosis or the tarot or the psychic readings or the Reiki or the Akashic records. It's all, these are just tools that I can use to kind of like filter through me as the, as the modality, as the, it's really about like channeling it through my frequency. That is what, um, what, how it works, I guess. I don't know. It, and so it helped me, this process of being in the magician's table just kind of helped me to trust that a lot more and to trust that, um, like, trust like the pulls of interest that you know if I'm pulled toward you know learning about hypnosis then I trust that because I trust that that's something that is going to be a tool that specifically will help me refine how I communicate my frequency but that it doesn't necessarily matter what I'm doing and that that's okay because <laughs> um I think for a long time trying to figure out, well, what is it that I do? And it feels so slippery at times. And like trying to like communicate it and market it, you know, um, it's like bewildering <laughs> at times. Um, but I think really just, just the, the whole experience and just like hearing from other people and having that community support and that space to just be in process with that not knowing and be in process with that trust um, with other witnesses was so powerful and helped me now at this point to be like, it's okay that I don't fully know because it, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be some concrete thing that I'm, that I can put edges around and define. I can just let it be, well, this is what I'm doing right now. And then just let that evolve as, as it wants to through me. Thank you. Yeah, I, I really love everything about that, Lisa. Um, like, you know, I do think a lot of the people in TMT, you know, also don't just come in with one modality or like one skill or they're usually, you know, they have like friends who do other things and have like some knowledge of it. So I think um, it's a really steady, consistent place for you to um, 
sorry. Can everyone still hear me? I think I got a call. Okay, sorry. Um, no, I think TM2 provides a very like steady and um, consi consistent space for you to try to try something on for a little bit and see if it works. You know, um, you know, I, for example, yeah, I think a lot of the the weekly meditations, the a lot of other modalities that practice uh, the other people, uh, other magicians are trying. They are ultimately just tools that you do filter through your own perspective, you know, your own expertise. And that's what makes your offering like so unique. And so like you. Um, yeah, I think for me, like the magician's table really allowed me to develop a little bit of my own perspective and my voice as like a reader, healer, space holder. Um, you know, I, I went in thinking it was going to be a very much like eight of pentacles type practice. Like, you know, you're going to show up, you're going to you know, workshop your modality, you're going to reflect on it, you're going to get feedback, you're going to see how you can improve next time. And I do think it is that, but I think what's often overlooked in like development and improvement is receiving, you know, and I think like, yes, TMT is about practice. It's about, you know, learning and workshopping, but it also is about receiving insight from other people, you know, receiving like self-reflection prompts, getting other perspectives so that you can uncover some deeper stuff and then like also be more like well-rounded in terms of the issues of like your own issues that you need to work through, other issues that people may be working through. Like, I just think TMT will give you what you need, and that might not be the same for everybody else, you know? Um, and I think by developing yourself, like, you are inherently developing your modality. I don't think that those things can be separate from each other. And mm -hmm. I think that seeing the really cool other types of magicians that are in your group and seeing what they offer and seeing how they combine different skills that they have is really, really like fun and exciting and just really cool to see what the potential is moving forward for the future. You know, how many other ways can people find their ways home, right? How many other ways can you bring healing and, and joy to people's lives? I think that's countless. And I think TMT really just helps you figure out a new way there. Yeah. I'm loving listening to all of you speak. Um, so everything that I do is essentially a self-therapeutic um everything everything i every container i join is kind of for the self-therapy purpose um and i came to the magician's table wanting to continue on this life's work that i've been doing um to recover from this illusion of perfectionism that has been programmed into me through the culture and 
you know, it, it was really, it was really brave. I had to embody a lot of bravery just to show up, especially with no defined modality. And, um, what I love, first of all, Britain, that you magnetize this vibration through create just through you but also through the framework that you create it magnetizes people that show up in loving presence open to vulnerability and this type of vibration creates clear mirrors for us to see each other through and that's how I see my beloved cohorts as clear mirrors when I couldn't see myself because I'm a perpetual enigma to myself I can see myself through the magician's eyes and and see a clear reflection outside of the perfectionist programming mm. so um yeah. Thanks. That felt like medicine to me, Carly. Thank you for that. <laughs> I relate with that perfectionist energy for sure. Um, and I think what I'm feeling into my modality is me, what that means to me at this moment. I feel so yesterday I was talking with my partner, Dickie, and over this past two weeks, I've been really exploring and playing with spirit as I'm working on a website and beginning to try and create these containers to hold something that really does feel sort of beyond. And, and as I've been interacting with spirit, spirit is really beginning to show me that I can really allow what wants to come through come through it doesn't have to look like anything that has existed or my own perfectionism as a Virgo son in the 12th house like this like I need to have it look like this or be this way I'm really leaning into like my north node Gemini of like let's be curious let's play like you have taken so many classes you've done so many trainings you've like really allowed yourself to be curious and now begin to like let that come through and what's been happening as I've been communicating that to spirit of like, okay, like, let me expand and sort of see what is here. What spirit is showing me is all of a sudden I'm getting messages on my Instagram of people saying, you showed up in my dream. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to work with you. Or do you do this type of work? Like, are you someone who would be willing to help me walk through this threshold? And people are beginning to like somehow get pinged by spirit in these very fun ways, because for me, my modality is me, the essence, it has to be fun. It has to be playful, similar to Stacia, I have to play. If I have to show up the same day doing the same thing, it is not enjoyable, I don't like it. And you're not, I'm not going to be able to show up in my heart of service. I love to be of service, but my most potent medicine comes from playing. And so spirits beginning to show me like, 
maybe I could work with spirit and saying, I'm going to create this like container. And the way people know that they will be called is that this particular animal will show up in their dreams. And I'll be able to say, hey, y'all, this is the vibe. This is what I'm creating for the next three months. These are the animals. Perhaps they will show up in your dreams and just begin to play. So my modality as me means like I get to play. I get to show up as myself and expand beyond the constrictions I've placed on myself. Like I have to be this or I have to be that. And then the last thing I'll share that falls into this, as I was saying, me and Dickie were talking yesterday as I was like, and that's my partner, as I was explaining these experiences of people beginning to just sort of say, hey, do you do this? Or I'm interested in this. And I did a trade with somebody and I listened to the message that they had from this trade. And because their spirit and essence allows me to fully play, things came through me that I never thought would be possible. I was like, wow, this is the magic. This is the secret sauce that people are drawn. And it's in the moment. It's in the time. It's like, I trust my channel. I trust who I am. And it's the most potent when there's a synergy, when spirits spend like navigating, when dreams are involved. And I was telling that with Dickie. And so now like I'm going to have like an offering, like visually he's like, it's just can be question marks. You know, when I saw the visual of the uh, caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland on the mushroom, you know, saying, who are you? And it's like, you want that vibe? Like come and see and let's explore what do you want and it's for people who are adventurous who have that full energy who want to be surprised and I get to be surprised and that's when it's so potent is it's like I can trust all of these things and weave a particular tapestry in this particular moment for this particular person that we're co-creating together in this particular time so that's what my modality means to me in this moment is play, spontaneity, spirit is involved, juiciness is involved, and a heightened sense of magic. This world is very magical to me. It is full of magic every day, every second. And that is what my life is dedicated towards. And so, yeah, that's what I have to say about that. Yeah. Thank you, Nicole. <clears throat> I have no idea what I'm going to say. <laughs> I, at some point, I don't know if it was in TMT or if it maybe was in practice, but in some point, Britain brought to our cohort, or what I heard somewhere that this idea that, that my modality is me. Like people, when you sit with somebody, the most important thing that's happening is my our like like exchange of authentic selves, and and I don't remember when that happened, um, but I remember hearing that and going, oh man, I don't get that, I don't understand because my whole life has been spent, you know, the good girl, the um, the perfectionist, the straight A getter, give me a syllabus and I will figure out how to get the A and I will present it to you so I get that A. I bring my report card to my parents and I get the pizza on Friday night or I get the, you know, the toy or the flowers or the whatever and I'm good. I'm good. That's all I need to do. 
like I'm good. This was like to stay underneath the radar of a shit ton of trauma and you know, it just needed to be the good girl. But then a couple years ago, upon stumbling upon Britain's podcast, I heard this word magic and I like I want more magic and I need to work with Britain because I think she's got something that I want to learn about. And so just for the past couple of years, I've got this term magic, you know, floating around in my in my being. And that straight A getter has no idea how magic works. She has no idea how to get it, how to do it right. Like she just like she's like, fuck that. Like just give me the fucking syllabus. Just tell me what I need to do. And I've had this battle over the this past year especially. Like, okay, that straight A, a getter is just not working for me anymore. I have, I'm, I'm, I just had my second Saturn return over the course of last year. I'm getting older. I'm, I, I feel like I'm drying up. Like, I'm feeling like I'm dying. Like, I need something to spark something inside of me. And the magician's table was the start of it. Um, because I found that play, Nicole, like, like that's all I wanted to do. Like my second round of the my offering, I remember sitting in my chair in my cabin. Like I don't know how to do this. Like the first time was just a joke. It was not a joke, but it was like a let's see what happens. The second time I was like, oh my god, I have to do that again. Like <laughs> how how am I going to do that again? Like I don't even know what I did. How am I going to do it again? And I remember sitting there trying to figure it out. Okay. I did this and then I did this and I, I was getting deeper and deeper and deeper into this. It's like fist clenching, controlling, like trying to figure it out. Like, and I couldn't do it. I couldn't even move out of my chair. And then I don't even know what I did, but I just said, fuck it. And I went outside and I just said, fuck it, fuck it. I like, I had to throw, I had to just say, I had to do this differently. And something showed up. And that something was, I feel like this little girl part of me who just wanted to go play in the woods. And that's what I've been doing ever since. That's how I did the magician's table was, I just want to go play in the woods with my little girl. Let's go make something with mud and sticks and stones and rocks. Let's go make something pretty. And it has, and, and I remember saying in one of the meetups, like I have never felt so myself and so unlike myself in the same moment as as I do when I'm out there and I say out there because I do it outside out there creating an offering I was um in touch with something that was way beyond my mind and way beyond my ability to figure out and I was playing and I got in touch with this little girl part of me who who never got to play, who was always just so afraid to play. And I felt so alive and so happy and so like completely out of my, out of my thinking brain, out of the logical thinker that I am. I'm a, I'm a double Capricorn. And I, and I just, I couldn't wait to do it again. And yet every week I would sit there and I go, how did I do that again? Like shit. And I try to figure it out. Until I went like, oh, wait, wait, I got to go play. 
So I got in the habit of um, grabbing Piglet's hand, Piglet from Winnie the Pooh, like this little squeaker, little pig, like who just wants to play. And that's how I was able to invoke this part of me who was creating this offering by, by grabbing Piglet's hand and going to play in the woods. I have no idea where I'm going with this. It's just that the modality is me is like, it's me. It's like the inside of me that didn't get to be who I really was when I was a kid because I had to try to figure out really fucked up, scary situations. And I never got to be this playful person. And that's that spark in me, that, that, that excitement that like, <laughs> like, let's do this again. Let's do TMT again. <laughs> So I, I signed up back in December just to get it the fuck out of the way so I wouldn't have this, <laughs> this, um, this, this fight with myself. And I really don't know where it's going to go, where it's going to take me. And I, um, I just know, though, that I feel so good. Like, Carly, you know, I do this stuff so I feel better. Um, I just want to be the most I can be myself ever that's all I want in my life and um and in order to I'm, I'm learned in the magician's table where I just showed up week after week after week and everyone is just so beautiful and so caring and so loving and so supportive and so magical like there's something I needed to do to show up and do that again i don't know i'm kind of losing my my train of thought but it has something to do with this spark of magic within me um and the fact that people are attracted to that and uh, say really nice things to me about that it's just enough to keep me going back again for this year <laughs> it's, it's so much fun <laughs> and scary and frightening at the same time i remember one week i showed up and i said i don't want to be here anymore this is this is so hard <laughs> This is so hard. I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I felt like a little kid. Like, oh my god! And that was magical too. And Britton had some really kind words to say to me after I said that that week. And I thought, well, okay, that's all I need to do is just keep showing up and and opening my mouth and and feeling what it feels like to have these words bubble up for me and coming out and not really knowing what I'm saying or what I'm doing, but it feels so good to just allow it to happen instead of shutting it down and trying to put together sentences and words that I think you want to hear. Like, I, I don't know how to do that anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. It doesn't feel good. It feels horrible. <laughs> I'd rather sit here and have no idea what I'm talking about and see smiles at the other end of the, oh, that's great. Anyway, there you go. Thanks. <laughs> Oh yeah, it you feel the collective uh, release in the space once somebody is just like, "I'm exhausted. I don't know what I'm saying. I don't want to be here. I can't believe I have to do this again." <laughs> it helps everyone relax that uh, expertise programming, you know that that's been spoken of here. Y'all reminding me of myself and like feeling into this, like remembering it feeling so good to learn astrology, for example. And you're just like, I just want to give this to other people. 
I need to just not fuck up astrology so I can help other people with it. And it becomes this fixation on the, the thing being what is going to be helping people as opposed to how it moves through me being the thing that is supporting somebody else. And it takes a while to um, clear that distortion, especially when, um, in this world, like there's just so much conditioning around expertise and like doing it correctly or not doing it correctly. Um, the fear of not doing something correctly will hold you back from expressing the modality as it wants to move through you. And I used to feel as I got to feel astrology move through me more weirdly in my own ways, I started to notice that I would feel cornered if I felt like someone wanted me to speak astrology the way that like they had in their minds and I started to notice that I had this like this part of me that just wanted to scream like I can't be put in a box like you can't categorize me like I'm gonna do this the way it moves through me <laughs> I just like wanting to just burst out you know of the category of like, it's how it moves through me. It's not the thing. Um, but, you know, it really takes a lot of audacity um, to to say that it's it's how it moves through me, that I am the, my, my modality is me. It takes a lot of audacity because it's like, who am I to say that it's actually me? You know? I feel like that is like kind of a, that's like a big, um, that's a big move to come into that because, uh, there's so much shaming around in, in our conditioning. Um, like who are you to fill in the blank unless you've been anointed or certified or, you know, given like somebody has told you you're allowed to say that, you know, so the self-anointing of my modality is me feels like, well, now anything is possible. You know, because once you get through that permissioning, now you can really play like, okay, now we're having a good time. <laughs> I'm so glad that y'all have been presencing this because it just feels so true in my bones. Yeah. So in our remaining time, I'm just curious if anyone wants to like if something was bubbling up as you were listening to someone um if there's something moving through you you wanted to add feel free to just kind of raise your hand and unmute i'll i'll share something um you know i think what I've really come to in this conversation is is the realization that like, yeah, your modality is the, the type of intuitive, you know, special skill that you offer, but it also is like the way you hold space, you know, the way you talk to your clients, the way you conduct your sessions, you know what I mean? And I feel like that is inherently the type of person that you are and you know and what your personality is um i think by saying my modality is me and like having really genuine pride about that and like good pride not like you know egotistical pride but like just being 
secure in that statement and knowing like the truth in that I think it really is saying like I am proud of myself you know like I trust myself I trust myself to do this work and I trust myself to offer this to other people and I think that's a huge compliment you know um that's not easy I think like behind the scenes that takes a lot of personal development a lot of you know self-reflection a lot of like belief confronting you know shadow work whatever like xyz it takes a lot and I think everyone should be proud to say that their that their modality is that um you know because even you can go to two psychics you can go to two astrologers you can go to two tarot readers for the same exact subject or you know um issue or whatever it may be and still walk away with completely different perspectives completely different feelings about what you have to do next so I think um yeah there, I, I think your modality is always 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 going to be you yeah um that just kind of springing off what you just said, Alex, I was also thinking of how you'll hear a lot of times people say like, oh, or, or maybe I'll rewind. I'll say from the speak from the eye and, and look at my perspective. When I was thinking about starting to talk about and share these things, I was um, looking around like, well, there's so many people talking about tarot. There's so many people talking about um, witchcraft and all this stuff. And you know, the phrase saturated market, like there's, it's so saturated. And um, yet, you know, why is it that I will find so many other interesting people talking about tarot in completely different ways? Um, so it, it's just like this uh, realization that like, like you were kind of saying, Alex, like it's how it comes through you. And that's why you could go to two different tarot readers or two different psychics and get something completely different but complementary it's because it's coming through that person that channel um and something uh I think that I I that the magician's table helped me work through personally was um a couple of things where I I, I there was a big part of big fear of getting it wrong um uh wanting to get it right wanting to have the right interpretation or the right message, or if it was a psychic type of situation or Akashic records, like, oh, what if I say all this stuff? And then they're like, that doesn't land at all, <laughs> you know? And it's like, ah, and then, you know, I think that's kind of programmed from this perfectionism and in culture and this expertise. And then also a lot of the, the overculture skepticism of this type of work is like, well, a big way to override, you know, the, the, um, that, that skepticism is it just get it right. If I can just be accurate, then, you know, then they can't come after me for being a, a quack or something, you know? Um, so, you know, just being able to like practice, and this is honestly, this is something, um, it's opened up a lot for me since being in the magician's table, but as I step into like, you know, expanding modalities, like one thing I'm working through is, is mediumship. I did a mediumship circle training and, um, that scares me more than anything, not because of the spirits, but because of the fact that it's, 
people can say like, oh, that is, that resonates. I think this is my grandmother or like, I don't know what you're talking about. It's so, you know, especially with evidential mediumship, it's like either the evidence is correct or it's incorrect. It doesn't mean anything. Right. But it's just scary because it asked me to confront the possibility that I could get it wrong, you know, and I have, it's like this vulnerability of like, oh, I might get it wrong. And it, and learning that like getting it wrong is fine. I'm learning how to hear, I'm learning how to connect, or maybe it's not wrong. Maybe I'm just like misinterpreting uh, one little piece of it, or, or maybe they'll find out in three weeks, like, oh my God, you know, who knows? Like, you just don't know with this kind of work. And um, that was the last little piece I'll say is that I, I realized too that, um, and this is why the, the, my modality is me really resonates too, is that in some ways, what I didn't want to admit at that point in time was like, I was work, tar tarot was like my doorway in. It was like how I started um, learning how to connect with my channel and connect with symbols and connect with all this stuff but then when I what I found was that as I started working with the tarot and communicating with the tarot I just started getting stuff I just started things started to come through but it's almost like I just wanted to like hide behind the cards because at least look you can look at the cards and you can see here's the story you know and it's, it's right there but if I just have to be the channel and be the modality that's so much more vulnerable in us to confront that perfectionism and fear of making a mistake or getting it wrong, which, um, you know, my, my inner child has so much fear around that, you know, as you know, I was also the, I, I protected myself as a kid from um, all the ways that I wasn't correct by being really smart and, and always having you know, the intelligence and at least they don't like this about me, but they're always going to say Lisa's intelligent. And so then like, well, what happens when I pull that out and I don't even have the concrete proof of the cards in front of me to say like, this is what I'm getting. This is what's coming through me. Um, yeah, I don't have a neat way to wrap that up, but that's just wanted to add that. <laughs> I think one thing that I want to add, or that's been just really beautiful about this sort of phrase and energetic of the modality is me, is the more that I allow that to be true, I have just been astonished and blessed and have cried at the caliber and the frequency of friendships and relationships that have come from allowing that just to flow out. And it has been one of the greatest realizations and gifts that's happened over the past couple of months where I've really have allowed a lot of things to shed off of me and have really begun to embody this, this phrase and this energy is that it feels like soul family can now find me, you know, and I can find them. And those who don't resonate, it doesn't feel as personal. It's just like, oh, it's not hitting, it's not landing. But then the people who are finding their way to me and me to them, it's like a family reunion. It's like a soul remembrance. It's like we're holding a piece of this together to, for me, what I desire is to bring peace on earth, you know, and for the celebration of each person's distinctness to, to manifest itself. And so I'm consolating and finding other people who hold that piece of the puzzle. And I hold this and it's just, um, it's miraculous. And it's this deep longing that I've longed for. And I didn't know if it would happen and it's happening. 
by, you know, I like to spell frequency F-R-E-A-K, freak, Q-U-E-N-C-Y, because the freakier you get, the more you just let yourself be is really true. And so I just want to to speak that that's what I've experienced from this is this element of soul fam, which I know that um, one of the podcasts is going to speak to. Um, yeah, thank you, uh, Nicole. And what I was listening to what y'all were saying, my modality is me came into my head, my life is mine. And that's how I am feeling after post last year, post TMT after last year, because I'm not a reader, I took I took what I felt and what I experienced and the connections I made. And it helped me to um know that I have something to give even if all I do is just show up and be honest and be real and be vulnerable and keep sharing myself and know that I do have fans out there just with a couple of friends that I made who really appreciate um the connections that we've made and uh and I just keep showing up and being me. And I, it sounds so simple, but man, I didn't know how to do that a couple of years ago. I didn't know how to do that a couple of years ago. That's really wild. Cause it's just like, oh, that's what we're here to do. Like that part, you want to hear from that part? The one that's like, like I wedged behind my ear to keep safe that that's the part you want to hear from that's what connects me to you and that's what lights you up when I'm listening to that part oh like oh I see and that's by the end of TMT I was in touch with that part like oh wow I've had her literally there's a place in my ear where she goes she sits on the ledge like hidden away in protection like, wow, she gets to come out and play? And you want to hear from, like, wow, that just freaking blew me away. So post-TMT, that's what has lived inside of me. And, um, yeah, because I don't practice the modality right now, who knows where this is going to go, but um, I feel like that modality is just my life. It's just and then the people I meet along the way. Um, and if I'm sitting here being drawn to what Britain says or Nicole, I mean, Nicole, we've had some amazing connections and like, I want to, I want to I talk to you. If there are people out there who might think that they want to talk to me, oh my God, just because I let this little one out, like, wow, that's exciting. That's really exciting. Yeah, thanks. I just want to say how incredibly honored I am that some words of vulnerability that I spoke um, just inspired such depth of conversation and just what a privilege it has been to be a part of the magician's table and it's making me want to do it again. <laughs> and just, yeah, just, craving magical allies and then finding more than I thought possible. And even 
members of other cohorts I've friended on Instagram and fallen in love with them too. And just having this like support system that's like just kind of in the ether. It's not this like tangible in person, but it feels like just so nourishing and supportive and um yeah, it's just really helped me connect to my sense of inner trust and to like take joy, get joy out of the questions um, and leaning into the questions as a portal to reaffirm um, the questions as a portal to reaffirm that my modality is loving loving presence is my loving presence that's the modality that's me that's who I am that's what I can offer and and that's everything and that's just gorgeous so thank you oh my goodness y'all so beautiful I think that's a I'd love to close on that um thank you Thank you so much for being here and sharing yourselves and sharing your wisdom and your loving presence. Yeah, that's that's the real magic. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, beloved magicians, so, so beautiful. I don't have a long outro. As I mentioned at the beginning, I might be getting sick, boo. So I'm just feeling like letting that all speak for itself and to invite anyone with any questions about the magician's table to please not hesitate to reach out to me or to Samar at info.britainlarue.com or to reach out to any of the 13th readers, including Samar, as well as Erin Kelly and Nicole Fransco, because they know this container well and they can help you feel into what it is you're longing for, what it is you're craving, you can name with them something about what's emerging in and through you and let them speak to you about what they feel and what they hear as they witness you. And they'll let you know if they feel like it's a container that would be a good fit. I tend to not overthink the fit in the sense that if you're resonating with being in the container, you're likely a great fit. I still have the application so that you can name and claim this experience for yourself. You can self-advocate and you can give us a chance to see you and see who you are and tell us about what's emerging for you. 
Occasionally, I get one that I can tell was sent on an impulse. I can tell that um, the person doesn't actually know a whole lot about the magician's table. They just maybe like just got really excited from an Instagram post or a newsletter. And sometimes that actually does turn into gold. That usually comes through after some emails where I'm like, I just want to check in with you because I'm not totally sure you know what this container is. And sometimes in the meantime, that person will do a lot more homework. And then sometimes they say to me, oh, I do get it. I didn't see this before, but now I understand. I still want it. And sometimes the person will be like, oh, yeah, I didn't understand. (laughs) Scratch that. But the vast majority of applications, the person has thought about it and thought about it and thought about it and felt into it and felt into it and felt into it for quite some time. And that is very obvious from reading it. So um, it tends to be, or it is rather, a container of deep, deep, deep resonance, which is a rare, rare thing on this planet. And so much of what you are investing in is the experience of such profound resonance. It's deeply, deeply expansive. And it's also contracting because our bodies aren't super used to it. But if you have practice at holding yourself through activations, you know that you know what having been through activating experience is and how to hold yourself. Um, if you've been through kind of chrysalis experiences before, underworld journeys before, shadow work practicing before, um, you are you can trust yourself that whatever comes up, you will be with yourself and you will hold yourself as the magic moves through you. So if you have any questions about that, please let us know. Otherwise, I'm so excited to see your application and I'll see you soon. Cheers.